Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I am James Yarko without David Harrison today, but that's all right. We have a substitute, everybody. We'll introduce him in just a moment. You can check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Nation. We'd like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners. If you are new to the show, please subscribe. Leave a five-star review if you feel so inclined, because it does help other Buccaneers fans find us. Filling in admirably. For Mr. Harrison is somebody else that you can find over at BucksNation.com. He was out there at the first training camp practice on Sunday, covering it for Bucks Nation. He's my friend. He's your friend. Been a while since he's been on the show. You can find him on Twitter at Bailey J Adams 22. It's Bailey Adams. Bailey, how you doing, buddy? Hello, all my friends and my friend James. How's it going? It's we have actual football to talk about. That's how it's going. It's about time. We got, I, I know you're enthralled in the Aaron Rodgers soap opera. We got oh. stuff going on with that. We have, we have Madden rankings being released where Mike Evans is being disrespected and, and Amari Cooper somehow is still the, the apple of people's eye when A.J. Brown is clearly a better wide receiver. It's, it's football season, baby. I mean, I guess you could say if there's a bad part of football season, we're in the bad part of football season because both of those things I just don't want to hear about. Uh, but it'll be so exciting when Aaron Rodgers takes over for Tom Brady as the Buccaneers start. <laughs> we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about Buccaneers that are in training camp and practicing or in this case, not practicing, Bailey, because we had Antoine Winfield Jr., mispractice due to a positive COVID test, but then he tested negative and apparently just missed time due to a false positive. So the more things change, the more they stay the same. We have NFL players missing time due to false positives already. I mean, I, I don't know for some reason, maybe it was just blind hope, but at some point during the off season, I was like, okay, I mean, but things are getting better by the time we get to the fall, get to training camp preseason, maybe it won't be as big of an impact. We won't have as big of an impact this year. And we're already seeing not just with the Bucks, but also around the league that it's going to be a problem. Oh, yeah. Frank Reich, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, tested positive. He's vaccinated, but released a statement saying that he still tested positive. He's asymptomatic, and he's not going to be there for the beginning of training camp in Indianapolis. So, yeah, it's more stuff that we're going to have to deal with. And um seems like there's not going to be any wiggle room for the players this year, there's no makeup games. There's no rescheduling. There's just forfeits. Yeah, it's it's intense. I mean, they they laid it down pretty pretty heavily, and I'm just curious to see how it unfolds because you know I know they're they're doing a lot of this to incentivize the, like getting the vaccination and everything, but the fact that you obviously can still test positive even being vaccinated. I mean, I guess it's it's just they want you to do everything you can to be as safe as possible, and then it just would be really unfortunate if you're having to forfeit a game because you have positives, even if the guys are vaccinated. So it's, it's, it's just a lot of 
stuff that no one wants to deal with that it's unfortunate we're still having to deal with it you know a year and a half later yeah it 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 really is because i mean you're right yeah they're they're trying to incentivize these players to to become vaccinated and and they're incentivizing the media they're incentivizing the coaching staff we've seen coaches lose their jobs because they refuse to get vaccinated i'm not going to dive down that rabbit hole but even if these people are taking the precautions and they are getting the vaccine and they're still testing positive to, I mean, if it comes down to missing the playoffs because you had to forfeit a game when your vaccinated players tested positive and it, it spread through your locker room, you know, what else were you supposed to do at that point? You did everything you could. And now, you know, even though you took the precautions, you took the steps that they were asking for, you're still being forced to forfeit a game. Your players are being forced to forfeit a paycheck um, it's a sticky situation. It's a slippery slope, but I guess you could always say that, you know, the NFL can always adjust, you know, if, if something like that happens, um, you know, between themselves and the NFL PA, they could, they could come up with a different plan, but it, um, yeah, you're right. It, it seemed like something that we were going to be able to get past and not have to worry about for this season, but it's still rearing its ugly head. Yeah. And I guess the hope is that, you know, the vaccinations are widespread enough to where maybe there are going to be some vaccinated players or coaches testing positive here and there, but it's not going to be like an outbreak throughout a team that causes a forfeit. I guess that's the hope. And, you know, there's been some pushback, obviously, from some players around the league so far and some coaches, obviously. So, yeah, I I don't know. I think it's one of those things that we might see the NFL have to adjust at some point because things are going to get kind of sticky, it seems like. Yeah, well, one other player that we're going to talk about real quick before we get into uh, segment two is uh, Mr. Tardy Pants, Antonio (laughs) Brown, because this is something that's starting to blow up on social media. Uh, You pointed out on Sunday when Antonio Brown had reached the practice field, and I saw conflicting reports on Monday. I saw Greg Allman and uh, Joey Knight talking about how Antonio Brown was late to the practice field, but I saw Ben Murphy of WTSP say that he was out there early. So maybe it was a situation where he was out there early, went back into the facility and then came back out. But, you know, Bailey, my, my thought process is he's not late. He's going out to the field after he's getting treatment or something done. Obviously the coaching staff knows what's going on with him, or it would be a much bigger deal to them than, than it is to a lot of the people on, on social media. Bruce Arians would have said something about it by now. We all know that Bruce isn't going to censor himself or anybody or anything. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I don't see the big deal about all these reports of Antonio Brown being, quote-unquote, late to practice. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's honestly – it's only an issue because it's Antonio Brown. I think if this was almost any other player, no one would really question it too much. And that's what I thought. I thought even yesterday, I was like, oh, well, maybe like it's weird that he's not out here, but maybe he's getting treatment, whatever. And then he, the fact that he did come out a little bit late to like, I think it was, I don't know how, how far into practice it was, but he missed a couple sessions, it seemed like. And then he came back out with a trainer. Um, as I walked over, like towards that uh, field too, saw him walking out with a trainer. I was like, okay, then that kind of made me put it in, together in my head. It's like probably getting some treatment on his knee. They obviously know, they're aware of that he's in the facility getting that treatment. And now he's going to join practice. I'm assuming it's something like that. And yeah, like like you said, I think Bruce Arians probably would have said something, called him out in the media, done something at this point. Because when he was asked about it on Sunday, he just said, oh, he's fine. So it seemed like he was kind of trying to downplay it. 
maybe the fact that he is getting treatment on his knee, he's trying to downplay the knee injury and doesn't really want to talk about it. But that's that's what I would assume it is at this point. Yeah, you're 100% right. The only reason that we're talking about it is because it is Antonio Brown. If it was Jalen Darden, we wouldn't be talking about it. If it was Scotty Miller, we wouldn't be talking about it. If it was Tyler Johnson, we wouldn't be talking about it. I guess if it was Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, media members would be pointing out that those guys were not on the field. Um, but that's because of, of the names that they carry. But I think the reaction from people on social media would not be what it is if it was Evans or Godwin. But because it's Antonio Brown, a guy that has a history of causing trouble, especially at this time of the year, uh, people are making it out to be far more than it than it truly is. Yeah, I, I think if we can, I think if the further it goes on and we keep seeing it happen, I'm just going to think it's even further cementing what I already thought was that, yeah, that's just part of the routine right now is he's getting treatment on that knee until it's completely 100% and then he's, he's back out there. But yeah, it's, I think it's, it's really a non-issue to me. Yeah. Well, and, and something that is always there for us and is always on time is our friends over at BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Again, promo code locked on, all one word, L O C K E D O N, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Segment two here the Locked On Bucks podcast, James Yarko and Bailey Adams of BucksNation.com talking training camp. And Bailey, I am going to give you the floor, good sir. You were out there on Sunday. You weren't out there on Monday. Don't really know why. It's, you know, <laughs> out there trying to have work your normal day job. I mean, there's no excuse for that. Um, but no, what were uh, what were some of your biggest takeaways from from the very first practice? And obviously, they're not in pads yet, and they're just kind of getting going. So the takeaways are going to be, you know, a little bit more. How how can I put it? Um, it's not going to be as exciting as maybe right. takeaways from a practice three weeks from now because of the level of intensity that's going to be involved. But there's always things to notice, always things to kind of keep your eye on. You know, a lot of tones are set on the first couple of days. So, so what were your big takeaways? I guess we'll start with the good uh, from day one of training camp practice. Honestly, I think for, for me and just I think just for the fans to be out there too it, it was nice to feel a little bit normal again and I know especially after last season I know we talked about you know COVID and, and potentially impacting this season also but just the fact that they were able to have the season pass members out there and just the fact that I was able to be out there um, watching the first practice it was, it was cool to be back the fans were hyped up the atmosphere was great um, that was one of the biggest biggest things to me and I, I wrote about that for Bucks Nation um, but as far as stuff on the field Honestly, a, a couple of the rookies, um, both Joe Tryon and Jalen Darden, kind of stood out to me. Um, obviously, they're not in pads, so you can't put too much stock into it. But 
from what I saw from Tryon, I mean, first of all, the dude's just massive, you know, being up, being up close or not too close, but, you know, seeing him in person, just the guy is huge. And, you know, even on, even in some of the periods that they were doing, he was, he was getting in the backfield. He was making some nice moves and looking pretty explosive, you know, for again, for it being in shorts and helmets, but was pretty impressed with him um, on, on a couple of plays. And then Jalen Darden just the speed jumps right out at you. I mean, a, again, in shorts, you know, we've seen guys in the past really impressed. I think Kenny Bell comes to mind um, when they're in shorts, but he's not a guy that strikes me as someone that's not going to be able to perform when the pads are on. But just from day one, I mean, the speed, he's going to be a problem for defenses, I think. And, and he was he seemed to be already be on a really good um, on, on the same page with his quarterbacks, uh, making some good catches. I know Bruce was uh, upset with a couple drop passes, especially you know, the fact that he was getting wide open. But that was the thing to me is that he was getting wide open, you know, pretty frequently. And even at one point, I think caused problems for Carlton Davis. Um, you know, the speed just got to Carlton and, and he had to hold on to the jersey and it drew, a, you know, a quote unquote penalty. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those two guys really jumped out to me. And for the most part, once they got into like the seven on sevens and, you know, a little bit of the, the modified 11 on 11s, it just seemed a little, I mean, it seemed pretty crisp for it being day one. It, it just kind of, to me, made me think of, you know, this is why Brady has um, those workouts with his receivers and with his guys because, you know, that way when they get into the training camp, it's nothing like it's no first day of school feel. It's kind of just like, all right, this is how we do things. And, you know, we're back. So everything seemed pretty crisp. Um, you know, obviously, you had your drop passes here and there and you had some, some miscommunications. But all in all, I mean, it was uh, it was an exciting day and it was good to see everybody out there. And yeah, I mean, it was it was a positive as positive positive of a day one as I can imagine, honestly. Yeah, well, and we saw Vita Vea uh, on Monday talk about how Joe Tryon is the real deal. And it almost seems like it, it's kind of weird to say. And David and I talked a lot yesterday about uh, Jalen Darden and, and Justin Watson with Justin Watson being on the pup list. I mean, he was a bubble guy to begin with. And, and Darden very well could take his position on, on the team just by the mere fact that he's out there and can contribute on special teams. But when you talk about Joe Tryon, it's really, really weird to talk about how a first-round pick is like a forgotten player. Like, we have not talked about Joe Tryon since he was drafted because they brought everybody back. They still have Shaq Barrett. They still have Jason Pierre-Paul. They, you know, they still have Vita Vea and Sue and, and all of this. So it's like, you know, maybe it was because Tryon didn't really participate in rookie camp. And so we didn't have that to talk about because he had the, the knee procedure done. Um, but yeah, I mean, is, is he already flying under the radar as, as a Buccaneer to watch just strictly based on the fact that he's not going to be a starter. He's just going to be another rotational player in his, in his rookie year. Yeah, I think he might be. And I, I think you'll see once we get into the preseason games, especially, you know, I think you'll see him, get a lot of reps and get a chance to shine. Cause I mean, you're not going to need to play JPP or Shaq Barrett very much, if at all in those preseason games. So, you know, he'll get a chance. And that's the thing. It's another thing I wrote for Bucks nation on Sunday was just how this training camp feels different in terms of the Bucks having everybody back means there's not as many questions. There's not as many position battles, you know, main, I say, I would say like starting position battles, obviously I, they're starting offense and defense are set. So it's more like the guys on the fringe and then, with the rookies, it's, you know, how, how quickly are they going to contribute? How much are they going to be able to figure into plans this season, you know, even for a first round pick. And that's a place that the bucks haven't been in. And I don't know if they've ever been in that place. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, I think he probably already is flying under the radar a little bit, but we'll see. We'll get a chance to see a lot more from him as camp progresses. And, you know, I think he'll be a fun guy to watch uh, in those, those joint practices with Tennessee. And then of course, in the preseason games, he should be a guy that gets a chance to, to really show what he's all about. Now, was there anything that you noticed out there on Sunday as far as, you know, kind of made you do a double take and say, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if this guy's going to cut it, or maybe this was a position battle that I wasn't really thinking about, but it appears to be happening or was it pretty, pretty standard to me? It was pretty standard. I mean, I didn't, and it, for it being day one, I don't think that there was, I mean, it was not going to say it was a walkthrough because obviously it's, it's not a walkthrough, uh, you know, straight up, but it just seemed like everything kind of just went along according to plan and didn't really, nothing really jumped out to me in terms of negatives. Um, just some other interesting things that popped out to me. I know uh, the he's a third round pick, right? Robert Hainsey, or is he a fourth rounder? Third rounder, I think. Third. Yeah. Um, he was he was getting in reps. Um, I think with the second team offensive line at center. So they had him at center on Sunday. Um, didn't get a chance to see where they had him on Monday, but I think you know something that will be interesting to watch is you know with his versatility and what he was he's been brought in to do as a depth piece so far, uh, or at least early in his career. We'll be interesting to see if they, they try to plug him in different places or if they, they want to kind of just set him in at center and have him back up Ryan Jensen. But that was another thing that kind of stood out to me. But as far as negatives, yeah, I mean, it was not like, like I said, there were some drop passes here and there. There was, you know, those Carlton Davis obviously holding on to the jersey. There's little tiny things that you're going to see in every single practice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I thought for, for it being day one, it seemed like a, a pretty crisp practice to me. And again, I mean, I'm, I'm not a football coach, obviously, and Bruce Arians had some things that he was upset with, but. On the whole, it seemed like a, a, a good day one, a good start at training camp. Now, you know that the Locked On Bucks podcast is a pro Kyle Trask podcast. How did Trask look on day one? Didn't see a ton of him. He was working over with uh, on, on field two with, um, I guess, the threes and fours they would be. But the little bit that I saw, I mean, he was he had some, uh, had some nice passes, um, some short passes. Didn't seem like they were having him do a ton. Um, I'm sure that he's probably just getting, still getting his bearings. Um, but again, I think the the rest of camp, and especially when they get the pads on and they get into some of those 11 on 11 situations, it's going to be a lot more interesting to to follow what he does. Um, I didn't like nothing he did on on Sunday really stood out to me as like wow, like look at that. But nothing really disappointed me either. I think it was just kind of. I think they they might be easing him in a little bit just because again they don't you know need him to contribute right away. And another rookie like that. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say anything really jumped out at me about Kyle Trask, but again, that, that's, that was neither negative or positive. Well, something Bailey that doesn't disappoint is our friends over at RockAuto.com. with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait, while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rock Auto will help you save money. Why would you choose to spend up to 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years they have everything you could possibly need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil even new carpet you can explore their easy to use website today and find the solution 
for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko and Bailey Adams on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks at Bailey J Adams 22. And uh, Bailey, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more training camp here as we wrap things up. And yeah, I mentioned in the last segment that David and I spoke yesterday about Jalen Darden probably going to be able to take Justin Watson's job strictly based on the fact that he can't be out there. Now, I don't think Cameron Brait is in danger of, of losing his spot on the roster given that he's on the pup list. But when you have a bubble player that's not out on the field and can't make their case, it's going to be hard for them to keep a roster spot because you already, and you'll appreciate the fact, I don't know if you listened to yesterday's episode when I listed off the receivers, I forgot Scotty Miller, who I gave you <laughs> so much grief about. Um, and constantly talked about how you hate Scotty Miller, which obviously isn't actually true. Um, but you have Mike Evans, you have Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson. Yo, now you have Jalen Darden out there that contribute can contribute on special teams. Um, Justin Watson really doesn't, at least not in the way that Jalen Darden will be able to. So that's a position battle that I think a lot of people are going to have their eyes on. What is is a or maybe what are some position battles that you're keeping your eyes on as far as you know moving forward with the bucks throughout training camp and you'll be at more practices obviously uh, you know coming up throughout the offseason but or coming up throughout training camp but what are you really focusing on from this buccaneers team and and i realize that's a difficult question given that they have all their starters back so there's really no starting battles going on but there are plenty to be had on the roster as a whole right so two things before i get to that was one that scotty miller thing that you gave me a hard time about like that was two years ago right yeah my dad still gives me a hard time about that yeah he thinks it's the funniest thing and he just constantly brings that up so there's still that i'm sure i'm sure you and david will enjoy that um the other thing on that can't battle between, or I guess it's not really a battle as of right now because Justin Watson's on the pup list, but obviously Watson contributed last year on special teams and he was, I think he was the leading tackler on special teams. But like you said, it's going to be a little bit different what Jalen Darden brings to special teams. And that's one thing that I'm really looking forward to as camp progresses. And as the preseason, um, you know, it gets going the preseason games is seeing what Darden can do as a return man and seeing if he's going to figure into their plans. Cause they still do have, they still have Jaden Mickens, um, who, you know, did the, had the return duties last year. So, you know, that'll be one thing I think um, that I'm going to be looking forward to is the, the return in special teams game, that kind of thing. Um, and I think a lot, like, like you said, all of the stuff being, all the, the raw, like offense and defense being set is, you know, you have to look into the, like the depth pieces for uh, and lower down on the depth chart for the battles. One of them I'm kind of looking forward to is just in the secondary, seeing who emerges, you know, as at safety at uh, corner, I'm, I'm kind of just really, I'm obviously rooting for Cameron Kenley um, and, and really looking forward to seeing if he can crack the roster out of camp. Um, I mean, I know obviously the, the defense 
as good as it was last year, there's going to be some some spots up for grabs, you know, lower on the depth chart. Um, and it'll just be interesting to see because there's po- possibly some guys on the roster uh, in there in, in camp who may just emerge and, and guys that we aren't really thinking about as of right now, um, you know, could sneak their way onto the roster. So looking at the secondary, and I'm kind of curious to see how the running back situation um, shakes out because I think from what we could see yesterday, it seemed like um, Leonard Fournette was in there with the starting offense. Of course, they were they were rolling in uh, Fournette and Ronald Jones, but I'm just curious to see who you know. And not that it matters from game to game, but who is out there for you know the season opener? Who's getting the first snaps at running back? Um, you know, personally, I would prefer it to be Ronald Jones, but it seems like you know Fournette has a case to be there. So that kind of stuff. Um, not sure how much is going to shake out during preseason games because I don't think you're going to want to overwork those guys but just kind of curious to see how that shakes out during camp. Yeah. The running back situation is, is always one that I'm interested in. And, you know, my, my thought process is kind of the same as yours. I would prefer that the the lead guy be Ronald Jones uh, because playoff Lenny and regular season Lenny are two completely different human beings. Um, and then I want to see how Giovanni Bernard gets used. Um, the big thing that I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it starts to unfold is somebody that we talked about in the last segment of that is Joe Tryon. How is he being kind of worked into the defense? How big of a role does it appear that he might play early on in the season? Uh, as well as, you know, I want to see how the offensive line is doing. You know, that is a, that is a unit that faced some injury issues last year. And, and I want to see them all sticking together. I want to see them all, you know, getting through camp healthy, obviously. But who are the guys that are going to step up? Is it is it going to be Aaron Stinney again? How comfortable is Robert Hainsey going to be in the offense and in, in, in his position of versatility where he can slide anywhere along the interior of the uh, of the offensive line? Or, you know, will he ever have to kick out to tackle? You know, those are all things that are, you know, they're, they're worth keeping an eye on. But again, when you have your, your starting lineup from the Super Bowl completely back intact, it's, it's a little more difficult to find those position battles that we've talked about for years and years and years uh, that were legitimate fights in camp for, for starting jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is you kind of looked lower on, lower on the depth charts and, a guy like I didn't even mention in the, the running back battle is Keyshawn Vaughn. You know, how, how can he carve out a role for himself as probably the fourth running back? You know, I, th- I think Gio Bernard is, is very likely going to be the number three guy. So can Keyshawn Vaughn work his way in, get some carries or, you know, work himself in as a receiving back? You know, that's another guy. And then, of course, I think everybody's kind of intrigued by Kyle Trask and how he'll perform during the, uh, during the preseason. And I know there's going to be some overreactions one way or the other, but still kind of curious to see what that, how that uh, works out. All right. Well, Bailey, that is going to do it for this episode. I appreciate you jumping on and, and talking some Buccaneers training camp with me, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's, it's been a while. It has been a while. It won't be nearly as long between this appearance and your next appearance as it was between this one and your last one. We'll have plenty to talk about in the uh, in the coming weeks but until then of course you can check out everything bailey and i are doing as well as my normal co-host david harrison over 
at BucksNation.com. You can follow all of us on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at BaileyJAdams22, and at Bucks underscore Nation. You can send us your emails and voicemails, 813-444-5841, LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. If you were one of those selected for the Locked On Bucks Fantasy Football League, uh, please make sure you send us your confirmation email by Thursday at 5 o'clock Eastern. If we do not receive confirmation, we are going to begin selecting from the pool of people that did not make it. Uh, so please make sure you are sending us your email verification so that we can get this league up and running. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. Thank you so much for joining us right here 